There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to hour three of Jason and Alexis in the morning. Right here on My Talk, everything entertainment, everything. The show is being done on a waterbed. I'm Jace with Lex and Don. Thank you for being here. That's right. I fell in the crack again. Mm-hmm. Fell in the crack. You're too big. <laughs> Hope there's not a leak. <laughs> oh, it is uh, Monday. We're kicking off a brand new week. We're hopping and skipping to Halloween. My goodness. I can't believe it, but yeah, it's happening. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be time to decorate. Uh, we haven't decided if we're putting out the stags this year. We may forego any Christmas decorations, but TBD on that one. TBD. Really? You're not feeling it? I don't know. I don't know. Just let yourself have Halloween first. That's right. Thank, thank you, Don. Thanksgiving. Then see yeah. how you feel. Then we see. Then we'll see how we feel. That's yeah. right. Uh, it is time for part two of Am I the Asshole? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an Am I the asshat? Am I the asshat for not accommodating my neighbor's allergy? Uh, my fiance and I live in an apartment where dogs and cats are allowed. It was actually the main reason that we actually moved in there a year ago. It's the first time in my life that I have lived in a place where pets are allowed because they are in a very uh, high demand and are much more expensive where I live. And there aren't many of them. And I was on a waiting list for five years. So about a month ago, after we moved in, we got our puppy. This is sweet, well-mannered uh, Lanseer. I've never heard of that dog. Um, yeah, still hyper, uh, but she's young. So the other day, as we were coming home from one of our daily walks, our next-door neighbor stopped us to say that the dog hairs, our dog sheds in the shared staircase, is giving her a rash on her mouth. It was not having a good day, so I just said okay, and I went inside. However, I am confused as to why she, what she wants me to do about it since the renting company have cleaning people coming by once a week to clean the areas, including the staircase. And it's not like I'm brushing my dog out in the staircase. By your door. Also, yeah. So I also other don't dogs, un- too. Yeah. Well, I also don't understand, she continues, why someone would move into a building with pets allowed if they are allergic to dogs, especially, as I said, they are more expensive and harder to find. But since then, our neighbor has been sweeping all of the dirt away from their door and leaving it in front of our door. I'm guessing it's supposed to be a passive-aggressive way of getting us to remove the few dog hairs from the staircase. 
the cleaning people cleaned it Thursday when they were here, and it doesn't really bother me. Also, a week before, my neighbor talked to me. We found a small bag of dog hair in our mailbox. Oh, my gosh. And I've been thinking it might have been that neighbor as well. You think? I don't think it's my job. another one. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think it's my job to clean the staircase, and I can't completely ensure my dog doesn't shed out there. And I already brush her once, sometimes twice a week. But I've been wondering, maybe I'm the butthole for not doing anything about it. I do feel bad my neighbor is experiencing rashes on her mouth and discomfort. But am I the butthole? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Ah, neighbors. Lex. No, I don't think you are. I feel like she's going through great lengths that a lot of people won't do. Brushing, uh, you know, in your apartment, um, not hanging out in there too often. <laughs> like I guess the neighbor is yeah being very passive aggressive. I don't think so. It's a it's a pet friendly communal living situation. So. Why would that be surprising? And also, there are other people with dogs in that apartment building, right? So how can she pinpoint that it's the hairs from her dog versus the whole community? Yeah. Unless that dog has a very specific color of hair. Because it is a special dog, but still. Dawn, what do you think? You're exposing yourself to the hair more by sweeping it up. And putting it in a bag. Yeah, that too. You idiot. No, not the asshat. Let me pick up some of these calls. Okay, this just makes one, me so angry. It. Yeah, Jace, how about you? <laughs> uh, no, not not the asshat. Look, and it goes both ways. If you're in a condo unit, you're in a, an apartment building, in any type of communal living space, yeah. There's a there's a basis, there's a bottom barrel level of compromise, grace and understanding that you should give your neighbors. You know, yes. Whether it's loud music or uh, checking in your guests who park in guest parking. Um, at what point do landlords jump in and just well, kind of mediate? Is that t- time for that? Maybe. See, that's what I'm thinking too. This isn't something. It, this shouldn't be handled it, at this point. This shouldn't be handled between the neighbors. This has gotten when you're leaving bags of crap, not literal crap, but when you're leaving bags of stuff on your neighbor's front lawn to be yeah. a butthole. That's something now we've gotten to the point where this should be handled between the land. The, the landlord should be brought in. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one, oh, seven, one. Don, who are we going to? Who We're going we go to? to Mary. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the show. Is, uh, is Hello. Wow. Hey, hey. girl. Hey. Oh. Happy Monday from Woo-hoo. South Carolina. Um, yes. The first thing I thought was if she's experiencing a rash around her mouth, maybe she should keep her little pie hole closed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also illegal to put anything in anyone's mailbox. Thank you. And oh. number three, if the... Uh, communal living quarters has cleaners and whatnot, then the lady complaining should actually talk to the communal living place and say, you know, can you vacuum more often? You know, I'm having allergies because of the dogs. And if she really is not getting a a solution, she needs to move. Or move apartments. How about this? Right. Maybe they have another 
apartment for you to move into and you can move away from this person, but it shouldn't be the onus on this guy. No, no. And the poor, you know, puppy owner, it's like she rented a place where she could get a puppy. She gets the puppy. She's a happy little clam. And now she's dealing with all this anxiety, nightmare junk. Yeah. Thank you, Mary. Mary. You're welcome. Have a wonderful week. You too, Mary. (laughs) Have a wonderful week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Don McLean, who do we have next? Shannon. Hello, Shannon. Welcome to the show. What do you think? Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, well, I'll tell you, this chaps my height, okay? (laughs) Um, This woman needs to leave. She is living in an apartment where there are animals allowed. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of the deal. It's just, if you didn't like that, then go to a completely non-pet loving building exactly exactly that's like someone living in a 55 and plus apartment and then having kids and then being surprised that they're complaining about their kids yeah they're not allowed you know so why cats and animals are allowed at this apartment so move yep Maybe Thank she's been there for so long. Thanks, Shannon. Yeah. Maybe she's like got this low rent, mm-hmm. rent control, and then probably she's probably like, well. Why do I have to move? I was here first, or you know, I can I can just, just hear it now. You know, if you if you're up and close and personal to the dog here, putting it in a baggie, yeah, that's you're doing this to yourself. Yes. And how do you know that rash around your mouth is from dog hair? Yeah, what, what kind of rash is it? Yeah, purpose. I need a cream for that. Uh huh. Or a pill. Yeah. <laughs> um Well, and, and I, if it's, if there's, my understanding, having read it, if there's a cleaning crew there every week, yeah, I don't mean to pick on the cleaning people, but heavens to Murgatroyd. <laughs> right. Y'all ain't cleaning up. I'm sorry. It's like, it's You're like, leaving that much dog hair? Maybe they should find a new cleaning crew. I mean, if it's if she's yeah. that allergic to dogs, she doesn't need to live there. I mean, that sounds serious. Well, yeah. Yeah, wear a mask but or something. Wear a mask the in the area. hallways. Yeah. But but also, I really do mean this. There's they're missing that much dog hair on the stairs. I mean, yeah, that's not happening. No, because the then the people who run the property would fire them yes. because then other people would be also annoyed and sending messages. Yeah, because if she's sending bags of dog hair to who she thinks is the culprit, then she's also the same person that would be calling the supers going, yep. hey, this place is a pigsty. Yep, absolutely. Um, oh, look. Let's give, uh, who, who, it's a, oh God, it's like Sophie's choice. Um, uh, let's go to Jonathan on line one. Hello, Jonathan. Good morning, Jason. Glad you're doing better. Hello. Thank you. Hi. Jonathan, what's your feeling on this, dear friend? Oh, okay. So, you know me, I live in a condominium building downtown in Minneapolis and According to our bylaws with the with the state of Minnesota that people oh, are allowed to have ADA dogs or people with yeah. American Disabilities Act. Now, with that being said, humans are out of control lately. And so apparently 
people are now going to doctors to get their doctor to approve so that they can have a pet because they're lonely and they don't talk to people anymore because the human race is crazy. So if you have a dog in a condominium building, you have to get it approved by the board and the apartment complexes. So people start being kinder to your neighbors. People with allergies do not need to smell your curry or anything else or curry. just loves you or dog hair, dog poop, whatever. Stop being mean to people. The only thing that is healthy about this is that the the person with the dog is trying to be a healthier and kinder person. Mm -hmm. Have a blessed day, Be kind to people. I'm so sick of crazy in the world. And if people can't like a puppy or a cat, Mm -hmm. seek medical attention. Okay. Have a blessed day, Jonathan. Thank you, you, buddy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. We went from dog hair to curry, and I don't quite know how that (laughs) happened. So we're going to just give Phil the last word, and then we're going to go take a nap. Hi, Phil. (laughs) Jonathan cracks me up. Dude, (laughs) stop bringing your curry neighbor into every single conversation (laughs) you've got, Jonathan. I love CSI Alexis. She's so excellent, you know, about the dog hair and everything like that. Did you figure out that this neighbor really is trying to blame her herp problem that she has on the neighbor dog? Are you kidding? I I Slap some ointment on that. Yeah. Thank you, Phil. Thanks, Phil. Have a blessed day. (laughs) It's a... Did we tumble into another dimension? I really do think we tumbled into into another dimension. Um, Am I the asshat returns on Wednesday. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back to the show. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Let's get you caught up. Let's get you updated with the big entertainment pop culture, and scary stories of the day in the Dirt Alert with Don McLean. Hello, Don. Hello. All right. Uh, Billionaire Mark Cuban, he made a big announcement. He is, of course, one of the stars of Shark Tank. Uh, This is going to be his last season. He signed on for one more season. He's really super involved in um, uh, pharmaceutical industry. He created something called Cost Plus Drugs. That's an online pharmacy that sells prescription drugs directly to consumers at a low cost. I mean, a really low cost. So we're talking name brand stuff. Um, one person tweeted about it. My $250 prescription is now $13.40 on costplusdrugs.com. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So um, this is his new venture. He's He has his hands in so many different things. You know, he owns the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, he is in this pharmaceutical company. He has, of course, all of his investments um, that are about up to about 20 million now with his uh, Shark Tank investments that he's made. Um, And apparently he said that he is not making money at this point on those investments. He's not at a huge loss, but he's not ahead. Let's just say that. He's not saying that he's leaving the show because (laughs) the companies, you know, aren't doing well. well. He just, you know, uh, people like this, they they move on from things, and it's mm-hmm. been a while. He's yeah. been on every season, and it's time for him to move on. Um, he was talking to um, Chris Wallace about this, and uh, Sunday at 
it'll be 6 p.m. for us. He'll be talking to Chris Wallace on CNN about leaving Shark Tank and all of his other ventures. So if you're a Mark Cuban fan, you can see him on CNN. And also, to be very blunt, it must get he must get sick of hearing pitch after pitch after pitch after pitch after pitch. It's like being a doctor and going to a dinner party. And everybody's having you look at your war, their wart. Yeah, they just want their, your money. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you know, hey, what do you think this is? Yeah, yeah, I gotta, do you think this, this is herpes or is it yeah. the dog hair from my neighbor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this swine herpes? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, it's like, so. Yeah, it gets old. What do you think these, this, the filming schedule is like? Do they just do it in like big old chunks and then They do them in it? chunks is my I understanding. Bet, I bet like they do. Weeks. Yeah, because yeah. most shows film that way. Yeah. You know, I know Steve from, with Ring Nation, he's going back starting today and he's filming 70 episodes. Dang. I mean, that's oh a Lord. lot. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. So that's a lot of pitches for sure Mark is. Cuban to go. All right. Yeah. Oof, um, wow. Apparently he, cool. you know, in person, I have a friend when I lived in Dallas, he lives in Dallas, of course. And uh, a friend of mine was his personal trainer. So we went over to his house like oh. every other day and. You know, would give us little updates on oh, what was going on, and so that was kind of a. He seems know. like a nice guy, or he's super intense okay. in a lot of ways. But you know, that intensity is what drives him to do this. Uh, yeah. Regular people like we me, we get tired. We get tired, like three o'clock, <laughs> and then we're like, I'm not, I thought about starting a business at nine a.m., but I gotta take a nap, and then I gotta watch Great British Bake Off. And then there's Jason. He's more of the more ambitious type and has a biscuit company. But I'm saying, I'm just, I think I'm just talking for me right now because Alexis also does things. <laughs> I'm lazy. The end. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So this is the biggest story of the day. Uh, the biggest thing on TMZ right now is some, uh, listen, uh, this guy passed away, but it's Tom Cruise's lawyer. So they're, they're interviewing Tom Cruise about that. So that's not the biggest thing right now. Not a lot of stuff happening really right now, except for Kanye being locked out of Twitter uh-huh. for anti-Semitic uh, tweets. Yep. Um, this was one day after being restricted from Instagram. And, you know, he's running out of ways to get his the word out. My yeah. thing is like, okay, I do believe in free speech. You know, speak your mind. But when it comes to things that are, it's not a matter of opinion. This no. kind of talk is hateful. Hateful. It's it's damaging. It can cause hate crimes. Yep. And it shouldn't be allowed. Period. No. It's not a and political opinion. This is like hate speech. Yeah. And it's insidious for the reasons we we talked about it at length. Download hour one later. But it's it's hard. To also peg down because of the slippery way that anti-Semitic folks um, def- often defend themselves, um, and it's it's really hard to oh oh you know it's yeah. re- hard to call it anti-Semitic. This time it's very clear to me though, oh. very clear, and it's and and I'm tired of him using, and, and I, I I'm just going to say it I'm tired of people excusing his abhorrent behavior because he has a problem well then he needs to get help to solve that problem i don't think it excuses everything that he says i just really do not yeah yeah i know a lot of folks struggling with mental illness that 
doesn't go on anti-Semitic rants. And I think it's just a bunch of BS that he uses that because it takes away from people that really are suffering. Yeah. So, And he's probably not the one saying it. You know, it's the people that are his supporters yeah. that say, oh, don't, don't, you know, let's not go there because he has a mental illness. It's like, well, you know, at some point you've got to be responsible for your words. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Uh, for more stories yep. like this, go to mytalk1071.com. Another dirt alert, a full one coming up at 1220. Uh, when we come back, friends, Julia Roberts sits down with Jane Pauley and we discover that they have something in common with Alexis. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. And then a little bit later, speaking of Alexis, two words, pumpkin regatta. Stay with us. And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor from like the 70s or 80s. Come on, Andy, Smurf up the factory. Smurf Berry Crunch is fun to eat. A Smurfy fruity breakfast treat. Now, making Smurf Berry Crunch cereal is more fun than ever. We make enough for everyone because making it is so much fun. Stop the music. Oh, it's time to eat. Yay! It's very shaped and crispy too and very red and smurfy blue. Eating Smurf Berry Crunch is even smurfier than making it. A very smurfy part of this nutritious breakfast. Da, da, da. This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. Trucks used to just literally back up boxes of that crap and dump it right into my little eight-year-old mouth. Just just (laughs) dump it right into my mouth. I wanted that so bad. (laughs) You couldn't have it? No, my mom didn't buy that. She bought what we called rocks, which is (laughs) grape nuts. Yeah. Yeah, no, dark. That's called sugar cereal. Yeah, I didn't get it it either. You didn't get it either, Lex? No. Um, Well, you were barely, you were still, (laughs) you were barely eating solid foods in 1983. That's true. So, yeah, I was, yeah. I was two, maybe. Yeah, two. Yeah. I would get up at 5.30 to watch cartoons because Smurf started at 6, oh, right? Yeah. That's, 6 o'clock. Kids don't do that anymore. No, Saturday oh, cartoons. Or no Saturday cartoons. No. God. That was a thing, girl, because all of you oh. kids, all of you in your um, 30s and your 20s listening, just think of a world where there wasn't 24-hour access. You not what you wanted at no, all times. No, no, no. You no, couldn't just, you just stream it. Yeah. I mean, but seriously, think of that. All of you in your 20s and 30s. There wasn't 24-hour access to cartoons. And actually, that really didn't happen until Cartoon Network. I mean, you had to wait, or actually Nickelodeon uh, in the in the early 80s. But you had to wait until Saturday morning when the networks went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Oh, yes. Bonanza with Saturday morning cartoons. It was a thing. And it was oh, so fantastic. Man. Yeah, so good. Oh. Welcome I'm going to watch a Smurfs episode right now. Where can I stream it? I'm just kidding. Um, I'll just do the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. No, no, don't worry about Maybe it. Right after. Let's right see. after. I got to do Donna and Steve. Oh, oh okay. that's right. Well, Shoot. Well, I can, um, I can watch Smurfs and do Donna and Steve. Yeah, just do that. <laughs> Tell them you're doing show research and then do a whole segment on Smurfs. Great. Yeah. Done. Do a review, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of TV, we love Sunday morning around here. We always have, always will. And uh, Julia Roberts was profiled a rare sit-down. She doesn't do a lot of interviews. She loves Jane Pauley, though. 
Lexi watched it. I did watch it. Of course, you know my biggest takeaway, which I already knew about Julia Roberts, but I didn't know that Jane Pauley also a fiber friend. They're both knitters. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure about crocheting, but they definitely took out their knitting needles. Oh, okay. Oh, you're only a hooker if If, you crochet? Yes. Oh, I apologize. I didn't mean to call anyone a hooker. So (laughs) get it right, Jace. I know. (laughs) What's the what's the difference? Yeah. Knitting is two needles Uh and crochet is a hook. Oh. One hook. Just one hook. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I Yeah. What's easier? That's what I'll do. Oh, it depends on who you ask. But what do you think is easier? Well, you know, I learned knitting first. Um, and then I learned to crochet on YouTube. So I would say maybe crochet. Okay. And it works up faster, too. Well, here's the little part where... Uh, you can't get a machine to do it. Yeah. Mm. Um, the first, this is the part where Jane and, and Julia talk about their shared hobby. And the first thing that you're going to hear is um, a Access Hollywood report where Julia is knitting on the set of a movie with Tom Hanks. Yes. Um, and this is kind of the first time she went public with her hobby. An avid knitter on the set during downtime, as you can see here. Adept in domestic arts, Roberts learned how to knit on a movie set 30 years ago. We call it our lonely meters. How lonely were you last night? I'm like, pull out like this much knitting. Look how lonely I was. Um, and yeah, I've been knitting ever since. I brought my knitting. I cannot wait to see this. To call it my knitting is a stretch. Ooh, you've got a little tight stitch here. <laughs> That's how people are going to talk about you now. Do you know what a tight knitter Jane Pauley is? <laughs> you describe yourself as a homemaker. When I'm not working, that is my full-time job. And it isn't, you know, rainbows and kittens every day. But it does bring me a lot of joy. And you do breakfast before school? I love breakfast. It's my favorite meal. My younger boy, Henry, he's he's my breakfast partner. <laughs> she talked about her other daughter, Lex, and I loved this when she was going to prom. They were looking in Julia's closet. Yes. And they just stumbled. I don't know what's in your closet, but I don't have any Valentinos in mine. Mm, they just stumbled. Like yeah. They just stumbled across Julia's vintage Valentino that she wore at the Oscars when she won. For Aaron Brockovich, it's just in her closet. It's just in her yeah. closet. She might, her, daughter. her daughter might wear to prom. Might, it's yeah. too big, she said, but. Yeah. Just a vintage Valentino <laughs> hanging out in the closet. But, yeah. It was a good As profile. a fiber friend, I wanted to see more or at least know what they were knitting. Was that a scarf? Was that the color of a sweater? What Girl. was it? Honey, sweet. Was That's that really what I want to see. Ta- and I want to know, was like, that your Julia, like, what kind of things do you like to make? Is it, are you scarf life? Do you make, are you a sock knitter? Like, okay, come Lex. on, ask the hard questions, Jane Polly. This isn't Crochet Weekly. <laughs> ask <laughs> the hard questions. I want to know. I want to know. Knitting now with Jane Polly. <laughs> no, it's Sunday morning. <laughs> Why don't you tweet her? Well, I Lexus, tweet, um, tweet Jane Polly and, yeah, and yeah. Julie Roberts and say, you guys, you're really leaving us yeah. out. <laughs> yes. The fiber friends need to know what are you knitting? They'll yeah. answer because it's a cute question that isn't about 
you know, something salacious or politics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll do that. You'll do that? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I read this really interesting article. Now, it's a, now, go ahead and laugh. There's a little bit of a weird connection, but I read a Rolling Stone profile of Michelle Phillips from the Mamas and Papas, and she's the last surviving uh, mama or papa. And it was a really interesting, if you're of that era, or if you're a music lover, if you love the Mamas and Papas, it, uh, it was fascinating. It scratched the surface of a book that Michelle eventually wants to write about her ex, John. Mm. Um, and if you're a youngin or you're our age, you will know Michelle because she's China Phillips's mother of mm-hmm. Wilson Phillips, who's married to Billy Baldwin. So there we go. There's your Michelle Phillips. I know her. Marishka doll. Yeah. I know her from Knott's Landing. She played Anne Matheson on Knott's Landing. And she's been in a ton of, she was a law and order. She's been, I mean, she's made appearances in a ton of things. But um, what was your takeaway from this article? Uh, that she has a lot of bad stories to tell about John. Ooh. And there is still some bitterness there. And uh, she also talks about Mackenzie Phillips' accusation. Uh, remember, this came out about 10 years ago that she had a sexual relationship with her father. Yeah. And Michelle, at first, uh, when that story came out, said that she didn't believe Mackenzie, her former stepdaughter. But now she, she, even the interviewer from Rolling Stone said Michelle's kind of pulling back on that a little bit. Now Michelle stances, she doesn't know if it happened. Um, but mm. that's dicey. But she basically said she, she waited for John to die. Cause I guess he kind of prevented her all of these years of writing the true story of the mamas and papas and what happened during their tumultuous relationship, because you, you talk to anybody of that era, including dude had issues. He was not a nice man and uh, wasn't nice to Michelle. And um, it was a very rocky relationship. And then she talked about, um, Dennis Hopper, or I'm sorry, she refuses. She was in a relationship with, De- they were married, I believe, for like a year. And the interviewer said, Hey, would you, you know, what do you, and she goes, That is a name that will never cross my lips again. Wow. And I was like, Oh, wow. God, what, I mean, what did, what did, what happened with that relationship? Because right, if you're going to talk about John, but you're not going to talk about Dennis Hopper, what did he yeah. do? I mean, what happened there? I just was like, oof. So, uh, I don't know. But something that was obviously not a relationship. I think it was only eight days to, to Michelle Phillips. Oh, my God. Eight days. Eight days. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. Yeah. So, I want this book. I wow. want her to write. I want her to write this book. I love her. I've always loved her. Um, so, go. you can see it in Rolling Stone. And then oh, I'm going to anxious. Okay. Yeah. And she's trying to get a movie made too, a, the real story of the mamas and papas. So. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Let's have that. Uh-huh. Mama Cass. Do you think her. that the families of the 
people that have passed would push back against yeah, that or I'm or sure sue? they would. Yeah, because I don't think I don't I think Michelle is the one that gives zero Fs in that mm. whole situation. I think she's always like been it. like that. Yeah, that's why I love her. That's loved her character on knots for that reason. So uh you can see that issue in the current issue of Rolling Stone. When we come back, Alexis plus pumpkins plus a regatta when we return. It's- it's Alexis and Dawn for St. Paul Hotel and It's a Wonderful Life, a live radio play. Performances are December 1st through the 23rd in their promenade ballroom. Now, if you go to an afternoon performance, you get a three-course luncheon and an afternoon evening, you'll get a three-course dinner. Yes, and as far as the play goes, this is a playwright Joe Landry's acclaimed take on the classic 1946 Frank Capra film, It's a Wonderful Life. They've been doing it for 16 seasons at the St. Paul Hotel. You get Christmas carols, you get a holiday meal, and it's all done as an old-time radio show. That's right. So grab your family, your friends, and travel back in time for an old-fashioned 1940s Christmas. Now, this show sells out, so book your tickets now online at stpaulhotel.com. And it's presented in partnership with Spare Key, a Minnesota nonprofit that's been helping families bounce but not break since 1997. stpaulhotel.com. Donna Valentine here October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, dear friends. My talk has teamed up with Alexis's family over at Southern Lights Woo-hoo! to shed light on this important month. So check out events and find a list of resources on our lovely website, mytalk1071.com. Yeah, the fundraiser is still going on through Saturday, also their annual tent sale. So it's a good time to stop into Southern Lights and yeah. a good reminder to get your boobies smashed. Mm-hmm. Okay. AKA, get that mammogram, girl. Get that mammogram, boy. Yeah, get that. She said it, so I get get that booby smash. Yeah, that's right. There was some pumpkin smashing over the weekend too. Okay, it was a smashing okay. good time. How the? <laughs> that was the hashtag they wanted us all to use. That was fantastic. Way to go. <laughs> um, what What the hell did you do this week? Okay, what was you guys this? remember last week I was telling you about this pumpkin regatta that was on the East Coast. Yeah. They were in these humongous pumpkins. They hollow out the inside and then they float along yeah. some yeah. water source and then paddle and race <laughs> each other. Yes, ma'am. Well, and then we had a bunch of my talkers like screaming at the radio like, there's one here. Yeah. And it happened in Stillwater at their Harvest Fest yesterday. And we were feeling pretty good. And it was outdoors. And I thought, you know what? Let's go. So I went to the Pumpkin Regatta. <laughs> and okay. I got to tell you guys, <laughs> they started at 2 o'clock. The yeah. race didn't officially start until like 2.40. So this poor MC was on the mic like, hey, everybody, okay, so-and-so was getting in their pumpkin. Their pumpkin weighs 400 pounds. All right, and then there were scuba divers there, like, making sure that they didn't, like, capsize. Oh, God. This one dude, he had a 1,000-pound pumpkin, and he... Could, they could not get it right. He kept capsizing. Oh, no. The pumpkin was taking on water like the Titanic. Pretty much. Yeah. Did he have Titanic 2 written on his pumpkin? It should have been okay. because, guys, he oh. he couldn't race. Oh, he, bless him. And oh, he had the biggest pumpkin there. Well, I guess oh, he can use it as a snow cave or something. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anyone alive out there? <laughs> oh. 
Oh. oh my gosh. So I felt really bad for him. And he was like the second person to get in. The first one got in. She got in fine. She's just chilling in the water. They have an oar. They're just ready to go. He kept capsizing. And then the poor MC, like once she ran out of pumpkin facts, it was like, do, 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 what do I do? So at one point, you know, you can f- kind of feel the crowd because everyone's lined up along the St. Croix, you know, right downtown Stillwater. They're on the walking bridge. Yeah. They're, everyone's like, we're right there because that's where the finish line is. And you could just feel kind of like, when is this thing going to start? Like, what yeah. is happening here? Can they pass out some pumpkin pie yeah, or something. something to us in the crowd? And she kept going, thank you so much for your patience. We're getting everybody in. It's going to be great. At one point, she tried to <sighs> try to get us all to do the wave. No. We've all been there, right? Where we're just like, oh, wow, yes. we got to think yeah. of something. Absolutely. And then she's like, all right, everybody, we're going to do row, row, row your boat in a round. No. So she- no, no. <laughs> the row, row, row your pumpkin your boat. gently down, the, down the river. Merrily, 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 merrily. And then when does it such end? a treat. Exactly. Yeah. When does it end? Then she starts the first line, like, row, row, row your boat. Row, row, row your boat, and hoping that people would continue with the round, you know? Uh-huh. No one was doing <laughs> no. it. It was just like, oh my oh. gosh. Uh-huh. So she deserves a raise. She actually she did a wonderful job. She brought the sponsors and all the different things. There was live music. There was a whole bunch of street vendors and food trucks, and it was really fun, but they didn't get to start for like 40 minutes. Then the race itself, guys, was like three minutes long. <laughs> it was like... Oh. That's it. But it was really fun to see people paddling in humongous pumpkins down the St. Croix. Oh, so question. And Emily won. Congratulations. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey, Her pumpkin was only like 400 and something pounds, but she still paddled paddled for the win. Probably better, you know. (laughs) Probably. I have a question. Why didn't it start earlier if everyone's ready to go? Yep. Well, because we they started by having everybody jump into their pumpkin, and he kept oh, capsizing, God. and then oh. so that like they were trying to get it right. It was his fault, pretty much. Yeah. Guess what? You grew a big pumpkin. It's your fault. I guess. Yeah, he was out. But they There's tried. Anyone alive right there? <laughs> they tried multiple times to get his pumpkin right, and then the next person too. There was some difficulty, but there were only five racers. So then that brought us down to four. So they were really motivated to get you know pumpkin four and five person candidate like in their pumpkin. You know, Don. Hearing that people are capsizing in boat pumpkins no. with your fear of water, how does that oh make gosh. you feel? It makes me feel terrible. I'm thinking about, like, what's inside the pumpkin? Is there a little seat? Like, uh-huh. how do you steady yourself? Did they have to keep themselves upright? I mean... Yeah, they had to keep upright. <laughs> there was... <laughs> it looked like it was just a hot... The one who won, hot Emily. Mess is what she, it like. she got out of the water near where we were standing because we were kind of by the finish line. <laughs> yeah. And I looked in the pumpkin, and she had nothing in there. It was just hollowed out. So she must have been, like, on her knees in there. Oh, or squatting, maybe? But she was good. She had beautiful... She had, her hair was all done and her makeup, and I thought, ooh, if she falls in that water, that's not good. But she Isn't didn't have what you kind of want. Well, the icy waters of the Atlantic. Yeah, that's the St. Croix. And so the, the water's moving. It's like, this is no joke. It's a river. Oh, my God. And it went about 100 feet or so. 100 feet. Yeah. Wow. We need to put them through some rapids. Let's, let's get this more exciting next year. We'll invite yeah. David S. Pumpkins, Tom uh, Hanks to perform. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get- 
We'll get David at first equity to sponsor it. Yeah. Right. Get him in the pumpkin and then the MC can start moving and grooving. Yeah. Go out there and be yourself. No one can tell you're doing it wrong, right, Lex? Oh, that's right. You be you. This or that pumpkin along. Have a great day. We love you so much. Don and Steve up next. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.